You're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half truths. And now, from deep in America's heartland, this is the Elevator's Cut. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Elevator's Cut. I'm one of your hosts, Roger Gaddis. And I'm your other host, Jason Wheeler. Hi, Jason. Hey, Roger. It's good to be back. Back? Wherever wherever we happen to be, in the shadow of the overhead projector (laughs) set up that for some reason Roger threw on our table. I thought it was a gift from our sponsor. I was going to, you know, promo it on here so people could see it as they listen to us. It could be. Uh... So what do we got today? Podcast. We do. Uh, it's We're going to talk about just the summer zeitgeist. We're late summer. Uh, the I'm talking with my hands. Roger's making fun of me. No, and, no, no. I'm just thinking. It's okay. summer noise, man. It's cicadas, right? Did I win? That's right. Uh, it sounds like it. It, it. Pretty much the same word. Derecho. Am it's, I right <laughs> Yeah. There you go. I mean, that's happening. Uh, I've heard Iowa's a complete loss. Uh, so we got that going for us, which is nice. Now, can um, you define complete loss? Who yes. lost it? Do you know what complete means? <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, so we got the the summer of 2020. Twenty twenty has been an interesting year for lots of reasons. I mean, R- Roger and I were talking about masks earlier, and and should we? Shouldn't we? Where should they be worn? A, a lot of debate and. If there's one thing Roger love, it's to mask debate. Am I right? <laughs> you got it. Especially at Golden Corral. <laughs> so, anyways, it's it's been uh, it's been fun. So, a lot of noise this time of year, and we wanted to delve into a few of those zeitgeists that are out there, and and uh, and get. I, I I mainly want Roger's thoughts. I haven't seen him much, you know, working from home behind masks. Even on Zoom calls, if you're talking to somebody from Wisconsin, so I mean, it's it's been uh, got to be tough. careful these days for, for sure. all the reasons. Everything's out to get you. You know, I guess trigger warning for this episode is we're going to meander a lot. So if you don't not a fan of meandering, you should probably go ahead and listen, but just know that you're going to hate it. You know, one thing I like about most podcast listening uh, apps and everything is a little skip forward button. I'm sure that's it's got to be part of the secret of our success. Would you, right? Are you a, more of a fan of skip forward or fast speeding of voices on a podcast? <laughs> like, go the chipmunk route. Oh, yeah. do, they, do they do that? So, oh yeah, some podcast listener things. I, I people guess I who, just didn't who know. listen to a lot of podcasts, they'll, they'll say I'm one point five to that. Oh, oh, okay, sure, 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 okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, you, you get into, like Roger said, if meandering, which we do, you, you act like, hey, this will be the first time on this For podcast. first listeners, it certainly will be. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, pop forward 15, 30 seconds, I, I figure, you know, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm sure that's what sustains people through, through some of these. I don't think anything on here sustains anybody. That, or they let their mind wander because they're driving or whatever. They're like, "Oh yeah, I had this on." I started thinking about these dream broats are putting me to sleep. No, so we've got a list of things on our 
gigantic whiteboard in here that never gets used. Uh, except today it's getting used to write down noise items. Yeah. I think we should have put it on an overhead transparency. Well, we certainly have the tools for that we job. Could have. <clears throat> no, but I mean, so the deal all, all summer b- before the last few weeks here has been, okay, we got a huge harvest. Uh, USDA keeps putting these numbers out. Apparently there's a massive carryover. Everybody's depressed about what prices are going to do and be. Now, you just touched on a, a really hot spot of social media, if you will, in the ag world. You just said that we have a massive carryout in this country. And like everything else in life, I'm going to do a lot of assuming right now. And I assume you're talking about corn. And I also assume that you didn't see all the pictures of all those bins in Iowa that were not full of corn. Therefore, we have no carryout. I rest my case. There you go. It's It was like, you ever play that card game, uh, Bull, where it's like you lay down the card, you say, oh, here's five twos, and somebody calls Bull on you if they think, anyways, it's a game. You should check it out. Anyways, that is, <laughs> I, it was like the hand of God saying, you know what, USDA, sweep the bins, get them out of here. Look at this. Look, I'm going to flip these bad boys over and prove to you guys there is no corn. There's no corns. Because uh, I saw eight bins laid over and crumpled up in Iowa. And what? how many bins can there even be in Iowa? Nine? Ten? Probably. I mean... I mean Baker's dozen, Max. Yeah. So. Obviously, Iowa is the Fort Knox of corn, as we all know. That's right. Or someone knows. <laughs> Now, now you did a little more deeper investigating. You went on to Facebook Grain Market Discussion Group, right? <laughs> yeah. And you ver- you got you did your due diligence, I right? Did. I saw. You know, it's funny. Uh, I guess you know what what goes viral, if you will. I you know COVID. <laughs> I know that does for sure. Uh, but you know the, the pictures you see, right? It's always the it's always the same. Picture the same the same guy with the same bush light standing out in his cornfield. I'm just like, man, like, are there other corn? Like, uh, you know. Anyways, but here's the deal. So I did see, um, you know, the aftermath of like who who got the highest win. So the win chart of, of where it went through is like a skid mark through the middle of Iowa. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why they colored it that way, but they did. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, I you should have done green or something. I don't know. But anyways. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually smaller than the entire state of Iowa. I will say that. Who knew? You, markedly so. But you know, I mean, and Skid it's, markedly. people, <laughs> wow, good one. Um, you know, but people get on their, um, you know, the, the way that things work today with media and I hate to, you know, sound too cliche, but I mean, it's just too much going on too much outrage being sparked and oh this is the thing that is is the end ashton kutcher literally has has chimed in saying where is the federal response you know it's i didn't know punk was still on yeah (laughs) i'm i'm here to tell you man it it's uh so it's been it it gets a little blown out of proportion is i think what i'm saying it got blown out of iowa is all i know am i right yeah. So, anyways, so the, yes, the so the because there are some bins laying on the ground that were obviously empty or mostly empty, 
people are like, how can that be? Because we supposedly have a big carryover. Well, I'm here to tell you that a lot of the bins in Iowa that are that didn't get blown over, that were in the path of that, they didn't get their pictures taken. You know why? <laughs> They're full of corns. <laughs> but anyways, I, I digress. But um, And then, of course, how much crop damage is it going to be? How much of it that laid down will partially stand back up or can be picked up and... You know, you know and that's that's and a big that. story, I think, <clears throat> and, and and not necessarily the farming community because they understand crop insurance very well and the implications of it, but the other outsiders looking in and talking about you know the, these losses and stuff. I understand, man. Insurance is going to make a lot of guys pick this stuff. They're going to have to stick the bean head on the machine <laughs> and go to one end of the field and go one direction and loop back around, and it's going to be nasty. And some of these places, these guys are going to be picking corn off the ground just to take to the elevator that's lost half their space to pile it back on the ground and you talk <laughs> well quality issues this time next year are going to be just terrible or a good money making thing if you've got a bunch of good corn to blend with you know it's six one way half a dozen another maybe that is a bad analogy but you know there was times <clears throat> went through hurricanes I was down in louisiana and he'd lay the corn over and then uh you know crop insurance would still make those guys go out there and pick that stuff up and it was nasty and time consuming and everybody's in a bad mood but that's the way it worked so uh you know there's some of that corn is going to still get harvested it's not a hundred percent loss it's not zeroed out some of it probably will be but not all of it that's the thing yeah and uh yeah so there's no doubt there was a path a large path of big yeah, destruction not of that. not just corn, not just grain plates, but I mean, a lot of stuff, right? It, I mean, it was it was a hurricane basically that went across Iowa, an inland hurricane, if it's, you will. Yeah, so it's it's it, it's no joke. I mean, we're we're making a lot of, but here's the here's the thing. So so this podcast, of course, is about grain things, and so the grain side of it is, I, I feel like it's it's too much, uh, boy who cried wolf type of thing, right? Every year. It's so you know. Last year it was um, it, late it was late planting. Prevent plant acres are not going to be a crop. On and on and on. And obviously, you know, there were there were a lot less acres, legitimately mm-hmm. less acres, right? But here here we are going into next crop. After after the, we got a huge carryover. Supposedly, I know it's up for debate now because because of all that. But but uh, we got a big carryover and. I was in Illinois uh, last week, and all the, a bunch of guys were complaining. We had a meeting um, of a few guys, and everybody's complaining because there's three-hour lines at all the <laughs> all the users and every. So apparently, we didn't. You know, every year it's for some reason we did a sponsor bit. You know, that one county in Iowa because it's every year, right? They've and grown gets, since then. <laughs> several counties in Iowa it, now. Yeah, and. And it's, there's something every year that, oh, this is not going to be a crop. And it's just people, you know, traders talk, oh, people just talk their own position. For every year, it's the same thing from the grain communities. There's no crop, there's no crop, but then there is a crop. And so if we ever legitimately get something that actually, you know, shakes things up, who's going to listen anymore is, is my thing. We just keep growing more... We didn't have a crop. We didn't have any acres. We didn't have blah, blah, blah last year. And now we got three-hour lines and the biggest carryover ever. How did it happen? I mean. Well, and then the problem that leads to is people don't want to act on anything other than what they are shooting for. I mean, it's 
Yeah. That's all it comes down to. But, you know, part of the carryout thing, like from last year, that I think gets discounted a lot or doesn't get brought up at all is the fact that even if we have a short crop, Farmers aren't selling the grain and carry it in the next year. We have a big carrier. I mean, it, yeah. there's all sorts of pieces that play into it. Demand is a huge part of it. But if guys don't sell, even a small crop gets carried over. There you go. So uh, there's all kinds of facets that go into this. And, yeah, it sucks. Everybody wants to see high prices. As brokers, we certainly want to see high prices because it means that our elevators are getting stuff bought and they're hedging and the farmers are getting stuff sold and they're taking some money off the table. I mean, it's it's great. No one likes to be a bear. No one likes to see stuff. But to there's a there's a vast gulch between being realistic and being a perma bear. You know, there, you mm-hmm. just gotta. There's certain things you gotta accept that will probably happen every given year. And, yeah. you know, then to see people striving against that just, just makes you scratch your head. Well, rather than getting all fired up and, oh, no, the world's coming to an end and there's not really a carryover and this is all a, a thing and I think China's involved and whatever else, it you know, instead of all that, maybe saying, okay, well, you know, there are a few less outlets maybe to take corn this fall now that aren't going to obviously be put together by the time harvest starts. Oh, sure. So how are we going to adjust? Where is basis going to respond? There's opportunity <laughs> in all this, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously you, you hate that, that destruction happened for people, but, but corn's going to have to move a little different when, when there's a disruption like this. And that, that's essentially what happens. It's not like, oh no, you know, corn's going to the moon, you know, <laughs> the grain market discussion place like okay guys well how long till five dollar corn you know and some guys are like i don't know how old are you you know we're one day closer <laughs> is what i would say that's right but um and there certainly will be basis fallout from this if we're going going back to the derecho thing if i'm an elevator and yeah my my area has been impacted severely on crop say they're gonna grow two-thirds of a crop now mm-hmm. or harvest two-thirds of a crop and I have half my space gone, and I got a pile on the ground. I got a pile. It's going to be probably some junky corn on the ground. I know where my basis is going to be. Not high, you know. Yeah. So the, the the idea of the pushing demand, you know, if if we lost supply, you know, the board would show something, I guess. And maybe it has the last couple of days. I don't know. But as far as basis is concerned, no one's running out of corn yet. Yeah, and then the nearby places that didn't really sustain the damage but you're close to where it did you're about to get inundated yeah absolutely if you're a grain not pay too much yeah so you know and if we if we see a basis response to to what ends up ends up being a really big ding to supply it's going to be next summer probably before we see it you know it's just that's that's the way a crop works no matter how short it is you see you know the bulk of whatever's there is going to come in the fall and then less and less each month from there on out. That's, that's how it works. Yeah. I was told. All right. So real quick here, uh, we've hit a spot in the episode where we do like to uh, get paid a little bit for with the sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, Roger, you've secured our sponsor for today, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, this was one... Um, the, they they literally are buckets of cash, and uh, so I figured it was time for us to get our share. So today's sponsor is Elevator Probe Sample Buckets. Sample buckets. 
How else are we gonna pay for them honey buns? Sample buckets. Who needs the Federal Reserve when I can print my own money? Sample buckets can be used for corn, soybeans, or wheat. Simultaneously. <laughs> Sample buckets. Don't worry, I weighed it first. Sample buckets. Also handy for scooping drowned skunks out of sump wells in your pit tunnel. Sample buckets. Because you've never seen fear like you see in the eyes of a farmer when the merchandiser comes running out to the pit with an empty bucket. Sample buckets. Because coffee cans are for amateurs. Sample buckets, the only thing keeping our storage rates low. Sample buckets, the original accumulator contract. Okay, getting back into the episode here uh, after our sponsor, which of course we always appreciate. Uh, they're they're uh, doing business with us. If yeah, you will. this time so. we'll we will actually um, hold our breath for some payment. <laughs> There you go. So uh, at this point, we'd like to do a quick little bit, uh, maybe a recurring theme, uh, just things found on the internet, various social media outlets, and you know the comment sections and things like that 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 we really enjoyed uh, and and would like to discuss. Maybe enjoy in air quotes. (laughs) Um, So first quote uh, is the fellow talking about. What the, why were the grain markets down to today was the question asked on a Wednesday. Uh, some people call it hump day. I call it Wednesday. It's whatever. Um, and here is the explanation. Are you guys ready? Please. Now you'll know how to operate. Uh, how how to do the hedge things. There we go. Hedge, hedging points, if you will. All right. Here, the explanation is, quote, It's almost always down on Tuesday. If it's up on Monday, today will set the tone for the rest of the week. Tuesday is almost always the opposite of Monday. This is the whole quote. He knows. Turn around Tuesday, man. He's got it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my favorite thing is this, this is on a Wednesday. But uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, I mean, you just lose track of the days. Quarantine. We've all been there. Absolutely. Hey, okay. But uh, but anyways, that that's some that's okay. So whatever it was yesterday. Tomorrow will be the other way. Probably almost always. So you guys, you know, do that. That's pretty good. That's market prediction 101. Uh, it's probably some logarithmic thing that concurs. You might even call it forecasting. There we go. So um, it, it, here we go. A little aside here. Uh, thing I've, I've always heard. I don't know if it's true. Well, I'm just going to say it. Um, but a weatherman... You know, they're paid to predict the weather. Everybody always complains about how bad they are at it, but they paid lots of money to do it. They, if, if the weatherman just predicted that today's or today's weather is going to be the same as yesterday's, they'd be right 50% of the time. And on a whole, weathermen are right 40% of the time. That's the thing I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but it sounds right. Well, the two things it are con- separated, obviously, listen, by skill. It confirms my bias. And so I don't care the veracity of anything, because that's how the world works now. So, 
Veracities. There you go. All right. What else you got for us? <clears throat> um, here we go. This is uh, this is the latest. This episode's about the summer of of 2020 and and how bad the crops gotten. So here we go. Western Iowa is toast. And that was done. That it's it sounds like a sentence, but actually he put a period after each word of that sentence. That's how emphatic he is. I'm just glad I can't say I can't take the people who say full stop after something like that is so. I, it just makes my. I assume they were driving a boat. It. Full stop. I'm like, yeah, you're so important. What are you? I, anyways, continue. Let's continue on with this. Grammar crafted. Western Iowa's toast. Iowa final yield will be comparable to. Drum roll, please. 2012. Cool. We've there. We go. He's Reason. on record. Um. I'll take the under 175, not 202, like Uncle Sam's nonsense. Who's this guy, Uncle Sam? Uh, biggest miss ever, biggest miss ever since an August report to final. <laughs> That's a maybe I'm. Okay. The real lesson here, kids, is punctuation and its usage. The only good corn Iowa had got blown over, and that's that's the take home. Um, Throw in part of Nebraska and southern South Dakota and small part of Minnesota. Will be interesting to see satellite images and a pick from Pro Farmer. End users, you have had your warning shots fired. Get it bought before China steals it all. (laughs) There it is. All of the conspiracies rolled into one post. Okay, so... Now, you just thought, I mean, that that kind of po- that's the kind of quality stuff I'm I'm the internet is for. That's why grain elevators put things on top of their legs to broadcast it out. The grain elevators actually because of that are actually intercepting and putting crazy front into, running if you will into the to the grain uh news. It's, I don't know if you guys knew incredible. that, but now you do. You know, I mean, kind of like that whole thing when people will say Prices are low. The end users better get their coverage on. You guys realize it takes someone to sell grain for an end user to get their coverage on, right? Anyways, that kind of post is great. But what it does is it drums up great comments. And uh, we we had one of our best ones. This was sent to us, by the way. I, I didn't find this myself at either of these moments. This was sent to us by a um, loyal fan, loyal listener, and a friend of ours in... Uh, which state? Georgia? I guess yeah. He's from Georgia. There but you he go. He spends a lot of time in Arkansas. Anyways, sure. Shep Bickley. Um, I mean, it's gold. So we appreciate him sending us these. But anyways, here's the comment um, by a, a guy who, remain, who will remain alienated. He says, by the time the USDA realizes the storm damage, it won't matter. This administration is completely horrible. At least Sonny has cheap corn for his chickens. <laughs> bok, bok. Sonny Purdue, of course, the Secretary of Agriculture. And also the owner of Purdue Farms and Chickens. I mean, his his name is that. Spelled identical. Checkmate. Has to be the same Has to be. person. So Except obviously, that it's not. Yeah, and he owns grain elevators, or used to, <laughs> I guess. But anyways. You know, I think it's important to point out that 
for us and the burden we carry here at the Elevators Cut, it's, we got to have a little catharsis every now and then. And this is what this, the whole purpose of today's episode was for. Probably. Hopefully it's cathartic for you listening as well. Hopefully you get a chuckle. And, you know, as as with most of the things on here, we we know about what we know about and we drip it all with sarcasm and and uh, all that but and the rest of the stuff we have no idea we're reading social media posts for crying out loud come on folks you send us money we'll give you the good stuff that's what i always get right because you wouldn't pay for bad information right no one does that <laughs> ever so how about that kodak it's <laughs> here a minute and it's gone and then and then trump hired it <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it was then, to the moon and then it was to the floor and then <laughs> windows to the wall <laughs> and garfunkel and simon uh, i don't know Price, well we're gonna that. we're gonna end this thing the same way we began it talking about masks <laughs> And we all wear masks in life. Some masks hide our inner feelings. Other masks portray a version of ourselves we only wish was true all the time. But for most of us, they're just disposable stink sponges that we have on our noses until this passing plague passes us by when it passes. Fiend. Uh, Longfellow down there, uh, right? Charles Kralt down here, if you will. <laughs> we, uh, no, the mask thing has been, has been interesting for sure. I have been getting testing the waters back out on the road of late, and you see different things all over. Like you know, Roger and I, as as we told you earlier, we do like to mask debate here uh, at the office, <laughs> and uh, and anyways, it's out of hand. <laughs> we. Uh, you know, we, we all have our, our views, but but just observationally is, I mean, you go into states like, you know, the state of Illinois or the state of Arkansas or where are we at? We're in Missouri at the moment, but they have mandates in place and, and do people use them? Do they not? That's, that's, uh, that's, that's been the interesting thing to see. You know, you got to always go prepared. So you go, you're literally in a state where there's a mandate. So you, you put one on, you go in there, you see a sign on the door says mask required. You walk in and everybody makes fun of you. <laughs> What's this guy wearing a mask for? <laughs> What's happening? You know? And then they assume you're from China. So you have to take, take your mask off to prove your, uh, you know, and then speak some English without an accent to prove you're not Russian or Chinese because obviously, um, you know, that's, I was, I was in a, in a gas station in Illinois, probably my favorite thing. I've, ah, where was it? I think it was around Champagne. Um, so shout out Champagne. Good drinks. We see you. And anyways, there was a, there's an old guy that's probably, I don't know, 67. I'm going to peg it. Wow. Which is hard to do when all you can see is their eyes because he had a mask pretty on. pretty good. I mean, uh, I could tell by his posture and height and overall fashion sense. And anyways, the fashion sense from the neck up is what I'd like to discuss right now. Uh, he had a the red uh, hat, 
Make America Great Again hat, um, which we've all seen, we all know and love or hate. And there's no in-between on that. Oh, my God. And and anyways, but he had a matching mask that also was red with the white letters, Make America Great Again. And I just, it was, uh, yeah, MAGA squared, baby. It was sweet. I. This is America right True now. True patriot sounds like. It's, yeah. So that was a fun, fun little interaction I had. Did you interact with this person? <laughs> yes. From across the room. Uh, would you like to take a survey today? I would like to know if you would vote for this person, please. <laughs> no, the fun thing about the, the mask thing is you can start talking to somebody and nobody, if you're in a, like, there's a bunch of people, like nobody knows who is talking to them. Especially if you're looking at someone else while you're talking. I it's, mean, it's, it's fun. You got to throw your voice around. It's so I, I recommend that. When are they going to come out with clear masks? I don't know, but they can clear idea. up Pepsi, but they can't clear up a mask. I mean, maybe come like on. a, maybe just a mesh situation that catch most of the droplets. Right. I mean, I don't know, but you you bring up an interesting point though, because the mask thing, what you don't realize is how much you do read lips to understand people. Especially if you're deaf. <laughs> I, like, I can hear, okay, you think, but then you put a mask on somebody, they start talking, and like, I'm just, I don't know, every word they said, I got a few of the key words, you know? I bet it's, it's really true. tough in Wisconsin when you have to wear them for Zoom meetings, because... <laughs> Let me tell you. You don't know what they're saying, and you don't know if they're wearing pants. But you're pretty sure that they've convicted an innocent man of murder. <laughs> yeah. Things I know. I guarantee you there's like cheese stashed under those masks. Like cheese stash? A mustache of cheese? <laughs> yeah, like cheese whiz. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Man, we were getting That's so tough. far yeah. off of the bad point we started with. <laughs> Well, I think we'll call it a day. <laughs> so here we are. We're back in the grain world. We're doing grain things. And um, yeah, I am going to, I'm going to hit the road today and I'm driving back to, to Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Driving to Illinois, then into Indiana. All right. Well, we appreciate you, our faithful listeners. If you've made it this far. <laughs> this is unbelievable. This was an episode uh, for the ages, as always. And we appreciate you liking and sharing and telling people about it and uh, reaching out to us occasionally and giving us comments. And I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We've had some some people reach out to us that, that you know, are interested in the show and want to be a part of it and, and uh, you know, maybe interview, like, which is all awesome, and, and we like that. But just the, just the, just the, the regular guy or gal that's listening and has a comment, where are those at? Those have gone away. No, we need them back in our lives. Now, I wanted to shout out Anna Balvance off of Twitter. She made an incredible video with a elevator's cut koozie and some bush light, and it was this. It was a. It was a perfect way to depict the derecho. Is all I can say. That that was phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, look it up, and you'll you'll know. You'll it's, be in the know. Yeah. It's a regular, it's a science experiment you can conduct with your kids. Uh, all, I mean, you know, we're all ho- we're home learning, all that stuff. Like, this is, this is the type of content that the internet was made for uh, to respond to this crisis. And we appreciate Anna doing that. Absolutely. And um, anyways, 
All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for us today. All right. So reach out, comment, like, subscribe, you know, tell tell other people to reach out to us and, and to listen. And Or know, don't talk and just send us money. I mean, whatever you feel is right. Um, that's 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 really the message of this. There's this a show. coin shortage, I've told, so send us paper money. Yes, please. please. Um, but anyways, so that's it for today. Uh, I don't know how many times we're going to say that, but it just really is. Uh, but anyway, we will be back to you soon. Apparently, we do have a, a couple different interviews lined up because I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing just the two of us again. We've, we've done a few of these now. Yeah. Um, so I that know. can only last for so long. Um, and that's it. So for Roger, I'm Jason. For Jason, I'm Roger. Thanks for listening to The Elevators. Out. Oh.